Seven minutes after four o'clock, still listening to Beyond the Headline with me, Aldrin Simpia, live from the Coastlands Musgrave Hotel, where the National Lotteries Commission, as well as Ituba, will be engaging some of the stakeholders as well as beneficiaries of uh, the National Lotteries Commission to look at some of its shortcomings, but also um, some of the initiatives that are being introduced by the NLC to deal with issues relating to fraud as well as corruption within the institution. So that we also have a panel conversation that will be taking place just after 5 o'clock with the stakeholders, including the newly appointed chairperson of the NLC, Professor Bani Bigana, and also the mayor of the city of, um, city of Eteguini, Mkolisi Kaunda will also be joining us for that conversation. But uh, let's speak next to the Auditor General of the country, Tsakani Mwaluleko, who is calling on government to instill a culture of accountability in the public sector in order to improve service delivery. This comes after she reported a gradual upward trend in the national and provincial government audit outcomes. Mwaluleko released the 2021-2022 general report and material irregularity report for national and provincial departments in their entities today she says while there is an upward trend in the outcomes of service delivery good performance and financial discipline are not yet evident auditor general zakani maluleke now joining us on the line ag good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us so what are some of the indicators that are giving um the that are giving a message that says that actually there is some level of improvement good afternoon Adrian, and good afternoon to your listeners I'm so pleased to be on the show. Thank you. Some of the indicators of progress are, first of all, the number of clean audits has been increasing gradually over a number of years. Uh, we're now sitting at 128 clean audits, which make up 30% of the audit base. And you know that a clean audit is one where financial statements are credible, the performance information is reliable, and there'll be no problems around compliance with the rule of law. Now, then another key indicator of progress is that the unqualified opinions on financials, meaning that the number of auditees with credible financial statements that are, that are published, that number now gets us to 44% of the audit base. So the 30% and the 44% indicate that 74% of the provincial and national government departments and entities can report credibly on how they have dealt with public funds. That's an important platform, one that we can build on as we aim to drive delivery and ongoing performance. And then looking at uh, the material irregularities, and I see that you estimate that the total financial loss of these are 12 billion. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. And those are just the MIs that we would have identified. Remember, the audit process by its nature is not going to pick up every single transaction. Our auditors are really good at what they do. They pick up the major issues, but there's no way they're going to pick up on everything. The critical thing about contractors is to set about making sure that every accounting officer is worried not just about the material irregularity that the AG has found, but rather dealing with the internal control that would have failed to result in a transaction that is driving financial loss, and to make sure that they strengthen the system, they discipline their teams, they make sure that there is predictable performance, and that they avoid a recurrence of the problem that we would have identified. 
And no way is it more urgent for this to happen than the key service delivery departments. Those are the big departments, the ones responsible for health, education, housing, water and sanitation. They're the ones with the biggest budget. They're the ones with the biggest proximity to citizens. So they've actually got to worry about their internal control, their capability to avoid problems, to identify problems as they occur, and to respond to them. And that's going to take the accounting officer, being the DG or the HRD, working together with their senior managers, making sure internal audit functions well, audit committee functions well. That's going to take the executive authority, the MEC and the, and the minister, applying their powers and responsibilities of supervision to not just support, but also to ensure that the things that need to be done by accounting officers are done. And then, of course, if you look at legislators, now the parliamentarians and the members of the legislators in the provinces, they have particular responsibilities to strengthen the system of governance. And and, and you see what we're picking up also, and maybe just to make one last point, is that performance information gets neglected. So whilst financial information is coming right, performance information is getting neglected. It's about time that we worry about that as well, because that's the why where we're going to close the gap between allocating funds to departments and delivery for the benefit of citizens. And where would you say some of the major hurdles are uh, and which departments or entities would you say are the biggest bad apples? We would look at the at two categories. The key service delivery departments, as I've spoken about, because they are lagging behind the improvement trend. The clean audits, whilst they are 30% in number, account for only 6% of the budget. Mm. Now then you've got these big key service delivery departments that are unable to do the basics as required in law. And then you've got to worry about the state-owned entities. Only two of them got clean audits. The rest are sitting with problems on performance information and on compliance, especially on procurement. So our view is that we've got to focus on the key service delivery departments because they are lagging behind and the state-owned entities and they're lagging behind. And a combination of those two is central to our ability to drive development in the country. Yeah. And then with the provinces, I see one of the issues that's being noted, especially looking at um, the free state, is um, the statement saying that in the last report, you urged the provincial leadership to ensure sound financial management to improve audit outcomes, but has that yielded any results? Well, what we're seeing is that the province has now moved to a point where they've got three clean audits, um, one in the provincial treasury, another one in Cocktail, and another one in a very small entity responsible for peace management. So at least things are moving up because not long ago there was no clean audit in, in the free state. They have a lot of work still to do if they are to get the big departments operating well, if they're going to um, sort out the financial health problems in a number of their key departments, and ultimately make sure that the rents that are put in their hands end up being spent effectively for the benefit of citizens. That's not where they are yet. There is improvement, but they have a long way to go. And with the Western Cape? Well, the Western Cape maintains its record as having the highest number of clean audits, and they've done so for many years. There are 17 clean audits out of 21 auditees. 
There are the only problems with two big departments that have got clean audits, being the Department of Health in the Western Cape and the Department of Transport and Public Works in the Western Cape. We don't see other provinces matching this. And what that tells us is that the basics that they put in place for managing finances, for reporting on them, for managing performance, reporting on it, and managing compliance, those basics are in place. They can now build on that to stretch that to make sure that the citizens, all the citizens of the province, benefit from a well-run government. AG, and, and speaking about um, the example of the Western Cape, because even when it comes to uh, when the report comes out looking at local government, um, the Western Cape tends to perform much better than other provinces. Do we have a mechanism in place where provinces such as the Western Cape are able to um, share with other provinces how they are able to get some of these clean audits so that there is some sort of a skills transfer as well and also some of the initiatives being used by the Western Cape government? Well, there are those initiatives where some of the provinces do visit the Western Cape to, to understand what they do differently. But I think what, what is clear to all of us is we have to do better, making sure best practice gets elevated and that it is then shared with everybody and implemented in the best way possible. What we will be doing as Office of Aging is actually putting together a few best practice guides that deal with practical effectors because we also understand we have to contribute to the work of improving governance in the country. Thank you so much for your time. That is uh, the Auditor General, Zakani Maluleka, speaking to us about uh, some of the improvements when it comes to the financial outcomes um, in terms of accountability as well in uh, the public sector. And yet again, it is the Western Cape that is outperforming all of the provinces.